thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to another edition of 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am here with the legend, the Wellness Couch Wellness Guys co-founder. He's Dr. Damien Christoph. Hi, Damo. <laughs> Hi, Marcus. How are you? Good morning, mate. It's, uh, well. it's always nice to be called a legend, especially when you're alive. You're amazing, Marcus. It's great to be with you every single time we do one of these recordings. And I'm excited about today, I've got to tell you. I do have to remind you, Damo, that you are a living legend. And that's one of the things that we love doing on the podcast is interviewing living legends. And uh, Damo, this week um, around Australia, but I don't know if it's around the world, but definitely around Australia, this week is Brain Health Awareness Week. And uh, no better um, week to to be featured really on on 100 Not Out because really we know that a healthy brain is going to allow us all to, to age gracefully. And so we thought we would discuss a couple of topics that we haven't really delved into on 100 Not Out um, in great detail, and that is um, omega-3s and really the whole discussion around healthy fats and also the whole discussion around depression because in Australia, one million Aussies are going to suffer depressive illness at some point in their life. And, um, you know, I'll give you my honest, uh, you know, perception of, of depression, and that is that a lot of people feel that there is absolutely nothing like absolutely nothing that they can do and I don't think uh, you know being a proactive person in in life with the challenges that we have I don't believe that there's absolutely nothing that you can do about anything um, particularly if, when we've got a brain and a mind that we can actually use to to our own advantage so I thought why not let's actually discuss these two topics in Brain Health Awareness Week and we thought we would go to a clinical nutritionist who's joining us from Brisbane this morning. It's a very warm 100 not out welcome to Warren. Megan, how are you Warren? Good. Good morning yourself guys. Welcome to the program Warren. It's a very interesting topic um, particularly in Brain Health Awareness Week but Omega-3 supplementation, I mean, Damo, you're probably, uh, you know, you've done a lot of this, obviously, as a naturopath and a chiropractor, um, but how much, of a, how much of an issue is it for people today, and I'm talking of people 20s, 30s, you know, and in their 60s and 70s and, and everywhere in between, but how much of an issue is, is healthy fat deficiency in people's lives today? Right, that's a really good question because, as you imply there, people are tending to be a little bit afraid of fats. And uh, we find that obviously not only is fat essential for health, any nutritionist can obviously gather that, mm. but we find those essential fats, the omega-3s and the omega-6s, is, is what all the, the buzzwords are around at the moment. And it, when you look at the brain, the brain we know is made of, it's 60% of its solid mass is made of, of fat. And we find the majority of that fat is those omega-3s and omega-6s. And if we then take into account that they're essential, meaning we can't make them, they have to come from somewhere, and if they're not in our diet, it's quite easy to do the math that our brain would pay a a price for us not being willing to consume bountiful amounts of those healthy fats in our diet. Good, great, great point. One one of the things that you just said there, Warren, was that if we don't eat them, we've got to make them. Now, it's, uh, it's an interesting thing. If we're not getting essential fats into our body, say, for example, we're low in omega-3 fats and we're eating a truckload of omega-6 fats you know, from our diet, which would come in the form of grains and nuts and seeds um, and you know, some animal products, 
how do we get our omega-3s back up? You know, what, what would actually happen if we weren't getting omega-3s into our body? That's a good point. I mean, there is no way for our body to actually make them. So consuming them is the only way. And you can do that through supplements. You can do that through diet to a degree. But you obviously are speaking of the, uh, the deficiency that most of us reach, particularly later in life. If we haven't been consuming a balanced amount of both of those fats, we can really tip the scales in favor of omega-6. And that really has a lot of negative health consequences. Uh, and it's the reason all the omega-3 buzz is out there because we all just are constantly trying to put more omega-3 in the bank because when we do that, we find that the brain weight is different, the brain function is different. And when you then acknowledge how much of the brain would like, if it had its way, to be made from omega-3, it, it sort of makes sense. Uh, and there are many, many aspects of brain health that are improved in the studies from what we can see by consuming more of the omega-3s. You had a great point there, Warren, and you said that um, our balance tends to shift over in the wrong direction, more towards omega-6 in favor of omega, or sorry, in favor of omega-6 over omega-3 right. later in life. Are we born with the right ratios in our brain? Is, is that what you're saying? Well, it's, well, no, it's the accumulation that takes a number of years where you've really left yourself with a bit of a deficit on the omega-3 side that is going to take not only a bit more time to rectify, but more than uh, dietary amounts, the sorts of sources of omega-3 we have that we herald out there for their rich omega-3 concentration is really not enough when we're at that point in our life where we're trying to tip those scales back in the favor of what really has been the creation of 20 years, 30 years or more uh, in the way of an imbalanced dietary consumption because our modern diet really has loads of omega-6 and very sparse amounts of omega-3. And what we eat is what we become made from, as most people are aware. And mm. so that balance can take a lot of time to address. Mm. Uh, and it's just something that, that would much, I would love to see much, um, people would be much more inclined to take a preventative approach and prevent that imbalance from occurring because it is quite tricky for me as a clinician to address that in a short space of time because fats really can't be hurried into the body. It is a long-term lifestyle factor that trickles them into every cell. And that really can dictate a different type of tissue uh, in your brain matter and elsewhere in your body as you age, depending on how you live and eat day to day. Can I ask a question, probably both to both Damien and, and Warren, is I'm thinking of a lot of people, particularly, you know, people my parents' age, so baby boomers plus, and, and even, you know, not probably so much people in their 20s and 30s because they're probably more used to having high-fat diets. But all of this makes wonderful sense and, and it all, you know, it, it, I think for a lot of people they understand it but how do you find just clinically uh, people respond when you're asking them to consume more fat? Damo, do you want to maybe go first? I do but I was on mute. I'm so sorry. I didn't know you were going there. I thought you were going to ask Warren. You got me. You got me, Marcus. Oh, I, love it. I love it and hate it when you do that to me. <laughs> I was just thinking, so I was actually, you know, Flicking through some of the questions I was going to ask, because you're actually going to ask Warren. So you're going to have to go first, Warren. That's okay. That's okay. Sure. Well, you've, you've got um, you've got the perception that fat, as a word in English, sounds like when you eat it, it's on your body. That must be what's causing that. And we know that not to be true. We know now in nutritional science that just eating fat doesn't make fat on your body. And and I guess that's the first resistance that people have is, wait, if I eat fat, will I be gaining fat? And that couldn't be further from the truth. But especially, and that just applies to fat in general, I mean. But when you look at the omega-3s and on their own, we know that the body doesn't like to use them for energy. 
So you won't really have a caloric issue. You won't have any sort of fat gaining issue from consuming more omega-3 and the fats that you need to eat to gain that omega-3. In fact, we find the opposite. I know it's a slightly separate uh, sideline topic here, but weight loss is very much enhanced by consuming more omega-3. So maybe it's the imbalance of the fats we eat and the carbohydrates and other factors that create the fat on our bodies that we very mistakenly think is coming from the fat in our food. So we really could all do ourselves a service by... um, by eating more of the fats, particularly the omega-3 fats, and really not worrying about any weight gain, which I see as being the main resistance. Well, Damo, this is what we found on the webinars that we've just been running, isn't it, with Diane and Margie, is that when we look at our, our genotypes, we recognize that all of us, uh, I think we were saying, uh, Diane was saying there's six different genotypes, particularly when, in we, when we're talking about diet, and you know, all of us um, metabolize our proteins, carbs, and, and fats differently. And some need a more high-fat diet, some need a more high-protein diet. And, and it's not about fat making you fat, it's about fat making you function optimally, isn't it? Well, that's very true, Marcus. Um, I, fat, somewhere along the line, probably in the 80s, became a bit of a four-letter word. And, uh, and that meant that whenever you, you mentioned the word fat, people go, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get fat, or I'm going to get cholesterol, or I'm going to die from heart disease, or I might have a stroke. Um, but I suppose... And I don't know whether or not the research for that um, had any kind of credibility, but it's there's a potential then that maybe the group that they researched had a you know a familiar or a particular genotype that might have predisposed those sorts of people um, in that genotype or that area, that region that were being studied to high cholesterol from the fats they were consuming. But it is really important to understand that when we're talking about omega-3 and omega-6, omega-9, omega-12 fatty acids, these are essential fats that our body needs to take in through the diet or we don't function. It's not like a po- other polyunsaturated fat that we may not re- require or monounsaturated fat that we may not require or a saturated fat that we may not require. When we're talking about the polys, the polyunsaturated fats, the 3, 6, the 9, the 12, those sorts of fats, we actually need to have them in our diet or we can't function. And what I quite rightly said is that we, we will lose more weight more efficiently, more effectively and more safely and keep it off with more omega-3 fatty acids in our body than if we have more omega-6s in our body because the the functions of omega-3 and omega-6 are quite different. So omega-6, especially when it's been cooked, is quite inflammatory to the body, whereas if it's raw, it's slightly anti-inflammatory for the right genotype. Now, you may need to replay that a few times just to get that in your mind and how that all works, but omega-6s when they're being cooked can stimulate inflammation in the body. Omega-6 is when they're raw, like olive oil, for example, can be beneficial for some genotypes, but not all genotypes, which is what we discussed the other night with, with Diane. So, you know, obviously that's a very fascinating subject. But what's also coming out at the Warren at the moment, Warren, is um, is discussion about the different types of omega-3s that you can get from different sources. And so we're hearing right. about Inca Inchi. Have you, you might have heard about Inca Inchi. Some people are talking about, you know, getting omega-3 fatty acids in a, a more pure and better source than fish oil. And I'll ask you a bit more about that later on from a plant called Inca Inchi. And then there's also chia, and then there's flax. Um, and of course, we've got the different types of um, ocean-based omega-3 fatty acids, so anchovies, um, now um, salmon, and then, and krill is the new big one. So could we discuss maybe some of the sources of omega-3s and what what the research is actually saying and what's most appropriate? Sure. Well, that's, that's a really good point. I mean, to simplify this discussion, because it can get very complex, and uh, let's be honest, a lot of it is driven by marketing. Uh, in simple terms, you've got plant sources and you've got animal sources. And it's important to acknowledge that the plant sources, the ALA, 
is unconverted omega-3. It's that raw, we call it a parent omega-3. So it technically is an omega-3, but isn't really ready to go to work in our body and forming our cells and all the benefits we just mentioned unless your body converts it. And unfortunately, most people do not convert that very efficiently. In fact, the best conversion rates for most people is in the order of one to maybe 3% at the very best. So unless you're prepared to use tablespoons of, of flax oil, chia, chia oil, or any of the next marketing craze that comes out, uh, you've, you've still got the issue of converting it. And it's the marine oils that seem to be offering us the, the most concentrated sources of the active EPA and DHA that we really need. So by now in the literature, most people have heard about EPA and DHA. I think it's important for everyone to acknowledge that those are the most, I guess you could say, active omega-3s. And they're the ones that really exert all the benefits that we find in mechanisms of action in the studies. And it's uh, the marine sources that give us that. Now, between your marine sources, uh, just to simplify this a little bit, you've got fish oil, which is very well established. We have hundreds of thousands of um, researchers and studies. And over the last maybe 20 or 30 years, it's very rigorously studied. In fact, it is the most rigorously and comprehensively studied nutritional supplement on the planet. Uh, whereas we don't necessarily have that for some of the other sources that have sustainability issues, that have sometimes contamination issues. And so as long as you're getting EPA and DHA in the most pure and sustainable form, uh, you're, you're good to go. But that's usually fish oil and anchovies would just be another example of, of fish oil. Fish of many different types lend themselves to different concentrations of EPA and DHA. And sometimes there's a clinical consideration about which of those you'd want to use. But I do think that uh, fish oil generally offers us the most efficient and affordable and sustainable way of acquiring these omega-3s in the numbers that we need to, to get therapeutic benefits. Now, Warren, Damien, all these discussions about different fish oils, I, I, I suppose, you know, you can walk past the chemist these days and see all kinds of uh, different brands for sale. And there are some that are being sold for a thousand capsules for five ninety nine, and the rest. But Damien, I might ask you, because I know um, this comes out a lot. Um, in, I've spoken to you a bit about this in clinical practice, but yeah. for people out there going, okay, I think I'm going to give fish oil a go. A lot of this makes sense, and and maybe I need to. In, I definitely need to include better fats in my in my diet. What brands separate? You know, let's put the 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 separate the men from the boys. What are the best brands, uh, either retail or practitioner prescribed, um, that you would recommend for people listening? Well, can I just go back a step, Marcus, just before we talk about brands, because yep. there's, I think, a few things that we need to look out for. And I think that if we go into the brand re um, recommendations right now, people still may not have got a couple of crucial points, because there's a couple of things that happen with fish oil that I think both mm -hmm. Warren and I would like to talk about with regards to filtration, purification, standardization, um, etc. And so the things that I look for uh, in a brand uh, for fish oil is that the fish oil has been purified. It's had you know, mercury taken out. It, it uh, offers the lowest amount of mercury available. It exceeds international standards. So I look for those sorts of things. I also look to see that the fish oil has been standardized. In other words, the amount of EPA DHA in the capsule or in the liquid has been standardized to be exact and correct all the time, every single time. I don't want it to say equivalent to 30% extract. You know, if it says equivalent to, essentially then what's in the capsule is only 30% of the active stuff. I want it to be greater than that. I know Warren does as well, so we'll talk about that in a moment. Um, and then also it's important to be, to be looking for... 
uh, companies that reinvest not only into the environment but look into sustainability um, to ensure that where they're getting their fish oil from is from um, either farms that uh, are doing things sustainably or from the ocean um, where the, the, the fish stocks and the supplies are being kept um, healthy and, and well and, and you know not being rotted or being abused. So Warren, have you got any perspective on, on those topics? Absolutely. I mean, they're great points to raise. And you're absolutely right that when people go into the marketplace these days, they see so many choices and the illusion could be that they're all apples with apples, but they're very, very different. And the more you research what happens behind the scenes, behind the production of, of supplements, the more you really want to kind of choose what is it going to give you all the benefits you've been led to believe you should from the supplement and not just be finding something that's created at a substandard level. And you really mentioned the bargain bin stuff there. Something I say to my, my patients is if we can't afford a good, a good fish oil, I'd rather we didn't spend anything on fish oil at all rather than use those bargain bin uh, supplements that may bring with them an oxidation issue, a, a heavy metal issue you brought up, yep. uh, potency issues. And then definitely long-term sustainability is not something to be ignored. I think you don't have to be environmentally minded to acknowledge that for your own health, if you want access to these things going forward and for your future generations, if it represents the, you know, the boon to human health that it, that it seems to do, that uh, we want to protect it. And um, it is also the sign of a responsible company that's also going to act ethically on your behalf in terms of what you said there about standardization and potency. So yeah, I would just say oxidation and, and metals were the two main things I need to make sure an oil achieves. Yep. And uh, a good company should be able to provide third-party testing to show you a certificate of analysis to say what degree it is oxidized or it has metals. And that should, as you also say, absolutely far exceed what the current environmental standards are because really there's no safe levels of those. Yeah. That's right. Great point. Now, I think we've covered that off and just, you know, making sure that people are aware of those sorts of things. But there's two fractions of fish oil that we've spoken about today. Uh, one of them is EPA, one of them is DHA. And whilst combined, um, they, they have a function within the body. Individually, they both perform different functions. And given that it's Brain Health Week, um, the, my understanding, Warren, and, and perhaps this is the same as yours, uh, and, and you might be able to shed more light, is that DHA is probably the more important fraction of fish oil for brain health um, over EPA. Could you elaborate more on that? That's a really good question because at first, anyone coming to research omega-3s comes to that conclusion. And to some degree, that's exactly true. And if you go a little bit further, you can see there is actually a benefit to both. So I don't want to complicate things. Uh, let's first start by saying a good company should be able to offer you a couple of versions of fish oil, some that are higher in concentrated uh, forms of DHA and others that are higher in uh, concentration for EPA. But remember, all fish oils are always going to contain both and we always need both. And it seems that the brain needs both. Uh, DHA, to explain a little bit, would be uh, in simplest terms, the most important to actually the development and maintenance of the brain structure. So what your brain is made from and the cells and its function, its form and function is driven by DHA. So if you've had any kind of uh, neurological injury or especially at early stages in life when there's developmental nervous systems are being built, DHA is the crucial, crucial um, fatty acid out of the two. Later on, when we're talking depression, when we're talking behavioral disorders, when we're talking lots of other factors, uh, we need a little bit more anti-inflammatory action at the same time, and a combination of EPA and DHA is needed. Great, great points, great points. So we have so to find that, 
There you go. Sorry, mate. So I was just going to say, and I also found it quite interesting that recently we've seen that EPA regulates the uh, release of neurotransmitters. So we really can't separate the two. But if somebody has a reason to support their brain tissue going forward, I'd make sure they found a DHA concentrate. If they've had more oxidative inflammatory issues, which is particularly important in Alzheimer's, uh, they might want to go for an EPA concentrate, interestingly, which is a little bit of a shift in the understanding recently. Mm, yeah, no, great, great points. Now, unfortunately, Warren, we're actually coming to the end of this particular uh, podcast, but I think that you've got so much information. I just wonder whether or not we should do maybe do a webinar, like do a little webinar for our group um, on fish oils and depression and brain power and all those sorts of things. Maybe we can get you back to do something like that. Would that be of benefit or use for you? Gladly. Yes, definitely. I think it's a huge topic and there's a lot of benefit to be achieved for people and you really can't sum it up in a, in a short sentence. But at the same time, it really does come to some very simple practices of eating the right foods, less omega-6 and, and taking a good marine, um, say, fish oil-based supplement. Mm. And people would be enjoying all the benefits and we could then come to tell them all the details of how much that's helping them. Absolutely. Yeah, nice. Oh, that'd be great. Well, Marcus and I will organize that with you and I think that'll be fantastic. Okay. Now, Warren, uh, just before we do go... Um, I obviously, I, and the listeners know this, that I do a lot of work with Metagenics, which is a, uh, a, a brand that I feel very, um, very, I have a lot of trust for. Metagenics uh, also manufacture another brand called Ethical Nutrients. And so you can find Ethical Nutrients in the retail environment and Metagenics in the um, practitioner environment. And I understand too that, uh, and I also uh, work, I don't work with, but I work a lot, I've used Nordic Nutritionals. And you would recommend Nordic Nutritionals, wouldn't you? Nordic Naturals, yes, naturals, they're definitely yes. they're what I use in my clinic mostly. Yeah, uh, but like I said, we've given people an idea of what to look for and to understand that there is there's apples and there's bananas. So making sure they're choosing a good fish oil is very important. Yeah, and look, I think you know for the listener out there, if you're looking for ethical nutrients, Nordic uh, Naturals, uh, Metagenics, if you're looking at those sorts of brands you're going to be uh, buying the better quality ones. And don't expect to buy a 1,000 capsules for $3.95 and 50% off if you buy two packets. Um, You know, make sure you're getting good quality ones. Spend good money on it like you would buy organic meat or you're buying organic vegetables. Making sure that you're buying good quality fish oils means you're going to spend good value or good dollars on that. Absolutely. Now... I don't know if Marcus is still there, but I was actually hoping Marcus would come in and finish us off. But uh... Oh, sorry. I was on mute, Damo. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. I don't know what he's doing, but I, was... uh, I think it's been a ripper of a uh, of a podcast. And so thank you very much, Warren. And, and Marcus, uh, your amazing ability to question and ask the right questions at every single point in time always astounds me. So thank you so much, mate. And uh, I'll let you close this podcast off. Thanks, Damo. I just wanted to say to Warren, time definitely does flow when you're having fun. So thanks for making this topic fun for us and thanks for our listeners because there are so many questions and I think the reason why Damo said, do you want to join us on a webinar is because you know, a webinar can go for an hour but to get through all of the questions that we had, we just couldn't do it in that time. So thanks so much for your wisdom and, and as we like to say to all of our guests, Warren, may the rest of your life truly be the best of your life. You're welcome, guys. And just remember, folks, this week is Brain Health Awareness Week. So look after your brain. Look after yourself. Make sure you join us again on 100 Not Out. If To like this episode, please go to uh, iTunes. As Damo says, please give us a five-star rating because that's what makes iTunes uh, love the podcast even more. Um, remember, we've got lots of other podcasts available on The Wellness Couch. Go to thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 
100 Not Out to check out the archive of this podcast and also go to thewellnesscouch.com. Become a member of the Wellness Couch. Membership is free. So many great services um, when you're a member of the couch. You get all of the updates before anyone else. So go to thewellnesscouch.com to sign up. Check in on all the other podcasts. And until next week, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.